Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. This is Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans with me, Cheryl Burke, and iHeartRadio Podcast. Welcome back to Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans, the rewatch series. So on my Instagram, I did a poll a few weeks ago on if you guys wanted me to rewatch and recap the summer dance off or basically just go straight to the premiere episode of season two, the best season yet, the one that I joined. May your wish be my command because you guys voted for this and I'd officially like to welcome all of you and my old listeners, my new listeners, my beautiful listeners to Sex, Lies and Spray Tans, the rewatch series of the premiere episode of season two of Dancing with the Stars. Oh boy, do I've got some stories to share with all of you. Let's get into our time capsules right now and head all the way back to end of 2005, kind of like the beginning of 2006, when I decided basically just to pack my bags and you know what? Head to Los Angeles to join the cast. So let me quickly start off first by walking you through how I even got there in the first place or here, technically. For all of my fans and possibly for any loyal listeners of this podcast, you probably have only heard snippets of my journey to LA. And now you're about to hear how your girl went from Harlem to Hollywood to holding a mirror ball trophy. So basically, I auditioned for Dancing with the Stars when I was 20 years old. And I'm 39 now, turning 40 on May 3rd, just in case you wanted to send me any flowers. Kidding. Time actually, I'm not kidding, flies when you're having fun, right? When I got the call from one of the producers of the show to see if I was interested in auditioning, I had actually went from competing at the amateur level first to just turning professional at a young age. So I would say normally you don't turn pro in the ballroom industry until like early to mid 20s. And I was only 18 at that time. My first pro partner was a man named Jose DeCamps, who later became someone I was romantically involved with as well. That normally happens, I would say in partnerships. Jose was somebody who was very, you know, well respected in the competitive world and industry and had already achieved so much. You know, he was actually almost twice my age. He was the American rhythm champion consecutively for a few years with his ex-partner at that time and was definitely someone I would have never in my life 
thought I'd be dancing with, or at least on a like professional level. Um, when I used to like watch him compete from when I was a teenager, I just was in awe of him and his partner at that time. And I think I was like 13 and he was already professional. So yeah. So my dance coach basically at that time, I don't know if you've heard me mention a man named Alan Tornsberg, basically told me that Vibeka Toft, who was his partner back when they competed and then later became world champions, basically, you know, they got together. I was looking for a partner. I had just broken up with a partner that I was dancing with in Denmark, where I was living because my dance coach lived there as well. And, you know, said that Jose de Camps has been basically taking lessons with Vibica at that time in Manhattan and wanted to learn more about the Latin international style of dance, right? So basically both Alan and Vibica, my coach and Jose's coach, I looked up to them, you know, as a little girl and we had an official tryout in New York where Jose lived specifically at a dance studio called Dance Times Square. It's no longer existing, but man, oh man, do I have <laughs> so many memories over there. And especially every time we used to do Good Morning America or when I used to be on the show and do GMA, because funny enough, it was next door. Eek. But it's all good memories. So what happened next was right away, you know, there was a lot of chemistry with me and Jose like the type of chemistry that is like electric and fiery. But back then I was smitten and completely head over heels for this guy. I never thought Jose would say yes to dancing with me, especially since I was half his age and he was already in his mid or mid to late 30s. And I was remember 18, but he quickly said yes. And I quickly then moved my life from Denmark to Harlem, 136 and Adam Clayton to be exact all the way from Copenhagen, Denmark, where I was living at that time. And I was also, you know, competing with my partner in Denmark with my Danish um, amateur partner. Um, we decided to split, you know, and my dance coach and I just, we were best friends. And I, he was my mentor. He was someone I completely had the utmost respect for and would have done anything for. You know, I still to, I still do to this day, really. And though we haven't talked in a while, we'll always, you know, I'll always have love for him and for sure Vivica as well. Anyway, I've always been this kind of like play by the rules girl. I used to like things very structured, predictable, and sometimes even maybe a little boring. And honestly, I still do. But obviously, living in my comfort zone <laughs> has never been what has changed my life for the better, to be quite honest. But back then, my way of you know living changed completely, especially the night of February 26, 2006, which was the night of the finale of season two, my first win with my partner, Drew Lachey. I'll never forget that night, you guys. It was an evening when all of obviously the rules that I had set for myself went out the window and everything in my life suddenly changed for the better. You know, I almost missed out on this opportunity and this and the greatest adventure of my life because I was so afraid to break out of, you know, the comfortable mo mold in which I was living in Harlem with Jose. I know it sounds unbelievable to say that I almost turned down this opportunity to be on the hit reality dance show called Dancing with the Stars, but that's 100% the truth. You know, so let me just walk you guys through this and rewind to around six months because I know I've been getting a lot of inquiries about how it all started. And so I just said, you know what, I'm just going to tell you how it is, okay? So we're rewinding to around like six months prior to that February 26th night in 2006. You know, as I mentioned earlier, I was living in Uptown, New York, 
with my boyfriend and ballroom dance partner when suddenly I actually received a phone call from one of the show's producers who wanted to talk to me about some show on ABC called Dancing with the Stars. Little did they know I was watching it. Anyway, Louis Van Amstel, you know, knew me and we knew of each other in the ballroom world. And he had already danced with Trista Sutter, as you guys know, in season one. He recommended, you know, once the producers said, let's go to a dance competition, I'm sure Louis joined. I don't know if that's for sure, but I know that they saw me dance. They were interested in in me. And Louis's like, yeah, I have our phone number. Here you go. You know, so he was that middleman. And I always will forever be in gratitude to Louis for you know, helping pass along my number and for literally changing my life. So I love you, Louie. Regardless of all the little bickering we do once in a while, I still love you. I love you, puppy. Anyway, but um, so, yeah. So I guess some of the producers were wanting to recruit more dancers and that was that. And so without, you know, telling Jose, eek, I was really nervous because I didn't want him to get mad or, or upset that like maybe he didn't get the call or, you know, some, some sort of, I don't know. It was very common, unfortunately, for us to fight and to really fight about nothing. So I just decided to quietly give it a shot as, you know, what did I have to lose? So I went to Manhattan for the meeting. The producers, I guess, flew from LA just to interview me. And I'm sure also a few other <laughs> pro dancers. I'm not going to be like, oh, they just flew to New York to audition me. No, there's tons of dancers there that I'm sure also ad- auditioned at that time. But I have to say, I was definitely not counting on this to work out as I, first of all, didn't want to have to tell Jose anything. And I was really shy and beyond nervous. So to say that I had like a pep in my step taking that train from uptown New York to Manhattan and walking to that meeting would be a straight up lie. I tried to convince myself to turn around. But I forced myself just to walk on in with my dumb and dumber haircut. Okay, so there was something in my gut that just kept nagging me, honestly, just to jump at this opportunity. I'd like to say my intuition. So I just said, you know what? Just go for it, girl. And at that time, I was barely making ends meet as a competitive ballroom dancer and a dance instructor. So like the prospect of a steady job was actually tempting, really. But a steady as a job in television can be, right? Look, I was also really excited to get out of freaking cold ass New York and get to sunny LA. I'm a Cali girl. What can I say? Anyway, also my relationship with Jose was slowly taking a turn for the worse, unfortunately, and everything just seemed to be pointing me in the direction of the show. So once I got the call from one of the executives telling me I got my job or the job, my immediate reaction was to turn them down (laughs) because I was, first of all, I thought for sure I wasn't going to get this. Because my audition, and I've posted this before, but my audition tape, and yes, most likely it was a tape back then, kids, was kind of, uh, I don't know who that little girl is, though I love little Cheryl, but I don't, she had an accent? I don't know. Or she was just, okay, anyway, I'm going to stop talking about myself in third person. But anyways, my strongest fear, uh, you know, was cameras. (laughs) I just couldn't talk in front of the camera. And I also, for me, I really wanted to stay loyal to Jose and I hadn't told him about me auditioning for the show either. So, you know, after I auditioned, I was just convinced I wasn't going to hear from them again. But that call completely changed my whole life's trajectory in a matter of minutes. Holy hell. I also didn't want to quit quit competing because me and Jose, we were like competing at a pro level. It also takes such a long time to rebuild a partnership or build a new partnership, right? So really 
it was something that I was so passionate about and we were starting to get results. But, you know, considering my current situation back then, the more I thought about it, the more I figured, you know, why not? I can always just do this. My plan, honestly, you guys, was to do this for one season and head back to 136th and Adam Clayton. So, you know, that was always some a safety net for me that if I hated it or if I just didn't get asked back, I would just go back to, you know, my life. And that was all good and gravy. Anyway, shockingly, I have to say, after I confronted Jose and told him the truth, that he wasn't even mad at all. Hmm. But like, you know, the, I basically, he gave me his blessing and, you know, on a separate call to the producers after Jose had given me his blessing, I actually had asked them to also interview him as well because I wanted to obviously have him with me and I wanted us to try this out together. Um, and yeah, he surprisingly agreed to do all of it. And within just a few days of landing in LA, I met close to I would say like a hundred people, actually, all at once, it felt like, from the producers to the amazing hair and makeup artists, to the wardrobe people, the photographers, to the fellow ballroom dancers, you know, even though I already knew them. But still, we never just were in this setting. It was always at dance competitions and we were always warming up, getting ready to compete against one another. So honestly, my, my head with my shaggy hair was just spinning at that time. So a couple of days after, though, the producers met and auditioned Jose, who obviously did not get the job. You know, now looking back, I have to say, Jose, if you're listening, thank you. You know, really, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for giving me your blessing. Because if you hadn't, and if he hadn't, I'm not so sure I'd be sitting here today recording this podcast, for example. Or I know for a fact I wouldn't. So anyway, just like that, you guys, the rest is freaking history. Cut to my first day of my meeting, my very first celebrity partner, right? Singer Drew Lachey, you know, just the popular group from 98 Degrees. It's so funny because back then it was like, no, I'm not dancing with Nick Lachey. I'm dancing with Drew Lachey. And mind you, during this time was that, you know, Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey was, they were, their faces were plastered in on every magazine you could possibly think of. Every freaking Entertainment Tonight show, like it was insanity. So the casting of Drew couldn't have come at a perfect time if I were thinking like the execs, which I'm sure they thought of. Anyways, I'll never forget rolling up in my rented red Honda Civic, shout out to Enterprise and Hondas, where I was given a home address to like, you know, from my, from wherever I was, I think I was staying at the Palazzo, go from the Palazzo to my first meet and it wasn't a dance studio. So as soon as I got out of my rental, my field producer at the time asked if I had... (laughs) a pair of flats in my car. And I said, uh, no, hard no. She said, no worries. I'll be right back. And she said, basically, she'll be back in 30 minutes, right? So she comes back, okay, holding a Ross Dress for Less plastic bag with a fresh new pair of flip-flops for yours truly, eh? Flip-flops. I definitely don't own flip-flops to this day. So, um, you know, even working out, it's hard for me to even be in flats because my calves have shortened from being in heels my whole life. Anywho, it's always been like this weird complex of my legs. I think this is the reason why I you know, subconsciously feel like I have to always wear heels. My legs are shorter than my torso, but Thanks to my amazing coach, Alan Tornsberg, who I love and adore. He definitely got that in my head, though, literally, that my legs needed to be elongated somehow, which meant the higher the heel, the closer to God. Okay, great. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Mm. 
Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. So, you know, I was coming fresh off this competition floor, right? The competition world is so different. (laughs) And I was just dreading to have to put these nasty flip-flops on when I rang the doorbell. There he was, my first celebrity, short, very short (laughs) partner, Mr. Drew Lachey. So after like the awkward first meet got out of the way, meaning like having to redo the first shot of me ringing Drew's doorbell a million times and the like the initial awkward hug and hello you do when meeting someone for the first time or on camera at least. So once that was like out of the way and I did that a few times due to my shyness and my voice being so soft, even with a microphone, you guys, the producers couldn't hear a word (laughs) that was coming out of my mouth. Then it was time for me to do my very first sit down interview with Drew. I was a nervous freaking wreck, to say the least. To be in front of cameras and have microphones shoved in my direction, to have someone just ask me a question and expect an answer, and do it, not just answer it, but do it in a complete sentence, like repeat the question, shoot me. 
my hands were clammy. You know, you guys might be thinking like, how the hell were you so shy, but able to dance in front of millions of people? Well, you guys, back then I felt at home, you know, when I was on the dance floor. And for that one minute and 30 seconds that I had to dance on live television, I was totally fine. I was in my you know, realm. And because I was in my element and in my own world, it was just, you know, that it was comfortable for me. But the days and hours that led up to that, for example, and the moments right after, that for me was really difficult because we had so many interviews to do. I mean, it was a hot mess. And, you know, I I guess throughout the years, I get more and more comfortable with interviews. But still, to this day, I'm not 100% comfortable even talking. Like my voice is going to literally like start cracking soon because I'm just, I'm not used to talking out of the mouth. I'm used to talking through my body. Anyway, the promo opens up with a bunch of clips of all 10 couples, not six, 10, rehearsing and struggling while you hear Tom Bergeron's dramatic VO voiceover saying, the number one summer show. You guys didn't vote for me to recap it, so don't you dare. I don't want to hear one comment of people saying, why didn't you do? Nope. You didn't vote then. Anyway, <laughs> the number one. So this is what Tom's, you hear Tom saying as they show these clips. The number one summer show is back and it's bigger than ever. This season, 10 stars face off to become heroes of the ballroom battlefield. They started from scratch and endure weeks of grueling training. Cut to Jerry Rice. Shout out to Jerry saying, what did I get myself into? Then it cuts to Kenny Maine. Remember that guy? Showing frustration. Then it cuts to good old Tatum O'Neill laying on the couch discouraged. Tom continues his voiceover and says injuries. Then John, and then it cuts to Jonathan Roberts and Giselle Fernandez rehearsal with Giselle falling basically flat on her back. Tom continues and frustration cut to Nick Kosovich, who was Tatum O'Neill's partner saying to her as they are basically in rehearsal in scene, make a decision right now. Or do you want to go home? Or do you want to be sick and go home? I, I, I think I'm saying that all wrong. Anyway, Tom continues and says the stakes have never been higher. Then it cuts to, of course, Lisa Renna with the last line saying, I'm absolutely in it to win it. Just kidding. She didn't have the last line, but my partner did. Drew Latchy. Just kidding. People would say that all the time. <laughs> I hope he's not listening. He's going to get mad. I called him short and said Latchy. And if you're listening, Drew, get on here, Drew Crew. It's time. Meaning the podcast. Okay. Then it cuts to Drew saying, there's going to be no dance off this year. We're going to win. Kiss of death. I hate those words. And I basically slapped it out of him because I never wanted him to say it again. And I don't think he did. Okay. So, you know, you know, those words make me cringe to my listeners. At least you guys definitely know this. Um, I think because like when you say you're going to win before you've even like danced or put on Cuban heels, even before the premiere episode, it just makes no sense. I like to play coy. Like I like to stay humble. I like to be the dark horse. And then wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. You just hit him, hit him across the face with a mirror ball trophy. <laughs> Not across the face, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, it's less pressure that way, as you can imagine. Anywho, Tom continues his VO as you see the live audience. And he says, tonight, you, the American people, get to cast your vote tomorrow in an all new results show, which I can't find online. Hello. Hello. What the hell? I don't even know if I performed. I'm pretty sure we did. 
Hope it wasn't the Celine Dion performance. Just saying. I'm not, I don't even know who I'm talking to because it's no one's responsibility to put in the very first results show online for the whole episode. But uh, can someone do it, please? Thank you. Maybe Daily Motion. Love ya. Thanks for putting this full episode on your site. Yeah. Thank you. I really, truly appreciate it. And so do my listeners. So all of this ends basically, as Tom says, this is Dancing with the Stars with a slow motion shot of yours truly. I love when I make the slow motion shots. That dumb and dumber haircut looks great in movement, I must say. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I that dress that I was wearing, if anyone's re-watching with me, um, I brought that dress from Los Angeles. This was a dress that I owned. And I actually, fun fact, BTS right now, hashtag BTS means behind the scenes. I'm giving it to you folks as you're hearing it. I actually brought four to six of like my competitive dresses during like the show because they didn't have enough dresses at the time, nor did they have enough time to make dresses for the results shows and for like the pro numbers. So this was back in season two. Remember the budget most likely wasn't as high as it is. Ahora, which means now. Okay, so the shot ends with me and Louie in a pose, me bending back slowly with my bangs way too short. What the heck? Okay, anyway, obviously, you know, that summer dance-off must have rated pretty high considering especially considering the fact that season two doubled in size, right? Meaning in season one, there was only six couples. Season two, there were 10. Eight weeks long versus six weeks long, right? So, and then on top of it, they add another live segment the following day, which means you guys that our training period was not three days. It was like, felt like two days. It wasn't three days originally either, but it's not a week. Okay. When anyone says we train for a week, no, not accurate. Anyway, I absolutely just love the results show because the following night we would have musical guests from Jessica Simpson to Celine Dion to Whitney Houston to J-Lo. And no, Jessica Simpson did not perform during Drew Lachey's season. That would have been awkward. Anyway, I believe the results show happened because of the show just obviously being an instant sensation. And any music manager or record, record label at that time would have wanted their talent to perform. I mean, you guys, we had Taylor Swift, okay? Swifties? Yeah, I am a Swiftie for sure. Ever since she was like, hi, Cheryl. And I was like, what? This girl knows my name. Say my name, say my name. Oh, they came too, I think. Destiny's Child. I don't know if they did. Uh, uh, I just lied. I don't think so. But we can pretend. Okay. So, you know, I also love the fact that the producers chose um, the pros on who to perform every results show. So, very rarely did we do big group numbers because we didn't have the time to get together because back then we can rehearse for like 12 hours if we wanted to. Like, I'm not kidding. We could book a studio whenever our um, like PA would ask us or the person who was handling our scheduling would ask. So how many hours would you like today? I was like 15. She's like, okay, great. I'm not kidding. I'm happy they have rules for that. <laughs> for for I feel bad for like the story assistants that have to type and transcribe everything that we're saying. Guys, there has to be a better way. Just saying. Okay, anyway. So we would do like group pro numbers, like the one we did, for example, for Celine Dion when she sang that Titanic song. And all of the pro dancers did like a classic Viennese waltz to that. I'll never forget that moment. 
Hashtag BTS moment. Heck, I'm going to run out. This was the moment actually for me when Celine Dion's husband, may he rest in peace, Renee, he actually came up to me during, um, right after, like in between the dress rehearsal and the live show. And he asked if I would be available to come with him and Celine on his, their world tour. Isn't that cray cray work? And this was obviously before a residency in Vegas. I obviously couldn't give them an answer right away, but those are the moments. And we were standing, I know exactly where we were standing. There's a hallway when you leave the stage and you go out back to where our trailers are in the back, there's like a long, beautiful hallway. And that's where we were talking, me and Renee. Oh my goodness. And they were so sweet. They hooked me and my mom up with tickets once she did get to Vegas for her residency and they never forgot about me, you know, and I had his email and it was just so cool. Like I've just met so many cool people through this show, I have to say. Um, anywho, another cool moment, <laughs> hashtag BTS, was my conversation with Michael Jackson. That's right. Michael Jackson's mother. Okay. Yes. We had a one-on-one heart to heart when we did that tribute for him. Um, but we'll get there. That's like season when was it? Season like five or something? So we've got <laughs> they got lots to say first before that happens. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Let's cut to the intro to the host. May I add? new co-host samantha harris and um yeah so before the walkdowns happen they introduce the couples you know before they introduce the couples and the walkdowns happen you see tom bergeron and his new gorgeous co-host samantha harris who looked absolutely stunning quick question before i move on 
do you guys want me to interview Lisa Canning? Would this be something that you're interested in? I I just keep flip-flopping back and forth because I'm like, she was only on for one season. But now that I've actually rewatched a full season, I don't think I've ever done that, let alone a full episode. But I think I would be interested in hearing from her. You just tell me though, because if you're not, that's all that matters. Nothing like just having one download. That's not going to work, people. <laughs> Speaking of, get your friends, get your friends and their friends and their friends and their friends to listen. Thank you. So we see a shot of Tom and Samantha Harris, who looks absolutely stunning in an emerald green low v-neck dress. And if you listen to my interview with Samantha, remember, or if you've already listened to it, she actually said that she basically had to get ready with all of us for her glam because we all use the same glam people. But this was back during her first season, the second season of the show, right? So she was back there, I guess, with all of, I don't remember, but she was definitely back there with all of us in the makeup trailers. And in those trailers, there's so much chaos, so much gossip, hashtag BTS. And if you've seen anything like behind the scenes content from like, you know, the newer dancers that Instagram and post on their stories or whatever, you can see that it is full of anxiety, nerves, high energy. And I can only imagine Samantha must have felt so high strung after leaving that trailer and shell shocked. But um, anyway, I'm just glad that she was able to negotiate her own makeup artist after one or two seasons she did the show. But I must say, she looked drop dead gorgeous. And I loved her tan. Okay, producers, I loved her tan. She should be tanner. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, now here, finally, the walk downs. Cut to Tom saying, let's introduce you to your dancing stars. Cut to Harold Wheeler and his orchestra. I just want to give them a shout out. Sending you all so much love. Anyway, then the first couple out that you see walk down the grand spiral staircase, which you guys know I love and would only hope that they bring a version and up or maybe like an updated version of it back for next season. Okay, as it, you know, For me, it just brings such a grand entrance to a grand show like Dancing with the Stars. Anywho, first up is Hollywood legend, as Tom said, George Hamilton. Remember him? The man who invented tan. Absolutely. I definitely did. And boy, did that make his teeth white. You know, and his stunning animalistic partner, rar, rar. who you can hear recently on this podcast. And I just, you know, we just had a, I just interviewed Edita Slavinska, the OG herself. Then next up, you see Lisa Renna and her partner, Louis Van Amstel, looking gorgeous in a halter beaded sequin gold gown with that famous hairstyle of hers. Fun fact, I always used to be in awe of Lisa Renna. You know, she just held herself in such a professional manner. Not only did Lisa exude confidence and was always so nice to me from day one, she also kind of mentored me, I would say, through my first couple of seasons. Like she taught me the hustle, really. And she just told me, you know, as someone who's been in this business longer, obviously, than me at that time, what to expect, especially when I would go and get so consumed with these message boards that people were just so cruel. And, um, you know, I was just in love with the way she also had her makeup done and the way that her makeup artist, shout out to Adam, holler, you know, the way he did her makeup. And she was just a beauty to just, she was just gorgeous for me, drop dead gorgeous. And in between seasons and tours, 
we kept in touch and I actually just recently saw her at an Elton John Oscar party and it was like no time had passed and I love that. She also, you know, she's not the type, Some and I've run into some celebrities that have been on the show, I'm not going to mention names, who like forget that they were on the show and forget that I had, you know, given them pointers and had taken the time to like console them. They just walk right past you, like as if you're nothing, huh? Like if, as if you're invisible or as if they've never done the show before. It's so weird. Okay. Next is ESPN sportscaster Kenny Main and his partner, Andrea. Now, Andrea, I used to actually compete against in the competitive ballroom circuit. Now, if you guys are new to Dancing with the Stars and you haven't been following along since season two or one, you are going to have no idea who Andrea is because she was only on for one season. And um, she danced with a partner that I actually, on an amateur level when we used to compete, she danced with a partner that I had danced with and had become my partner actually after their time together named Paul Barris, who I always thought, you know what? Shout out to Paul. Hey, Paul. He's Puerto Rican. Good looking man. Never got on the show. I don't get it. Anyway, I'm not sure, you know, where Andrea is today, but pretty sure she trained or used to train at Ashley Del Grosso's studio, dance studio in Provo, Utah called Center Staging. So shout out to Andrea. Hail wherever you are. Next up is the drop dead, freaking gorgeous WWE wrestling champion, Stacey Keebler, who had the best flat abs I've ever seen and her partner, Tony Devalani. Um, she was like a live Barbie doll, you guys. I was so in awe of <laughs> how beautiful and sweet and soft-spoken she was. It was basically me, Stacey Keebler, and Nick, not Drew, Nick Lachey. And we were like the three stooges, literally, like we would go out constantly together. Drew was not obviously big on going out. He's married. And, you know, Nick was newly single and going through a divorce and then you know, with Jessica Simpson, who was his ex-wife, who is now his ex-wife. So like the three of us were single and put it this way, we were ready to mingle. You know, this was the start of my TMZ days. Oh, good old TMZ. I don't, (laughs) I don't want to, but obviously I can't run away from this. So we will get there when we get there. Okay. So the next couple walking down this infamous staircase is yours truly, Andrew Lachey. Um, my bangs though oh god they were just too short i'll never forget you know designing this white halter top dance costume that honestly didn't turn out the way that i envisioned it but even back then i just remember i had major and it's so sad major body dysmorphia like you know this whole thing of rewatching season one was fine but now that i'm on for the next 26 basically uh, this is going to bring up so many memories and some memories that unfortunately, that I've unconsciously forgot whether it was good or bad. You're about to hear it all because that's why you're here, right? Anyway, um, as we do these walk downs, I see Drew staring at me as we're walking down the staircase. And I remember my hand next to his hand looking so orange. Hence why it all made sense that the showrunner Conrad Green would chase me and edit it around the lot. Like, actually, I my hand, when I was watching this, I was like, oh my God, my hand looked so orange and he looked so gray and ashy. It was hysterical. But remember, I don't know if you guys remember when I interviewed Edita, I said Conrad would tell us to stop tanning so much. And uh, yeah, I was just so nervous. Honestly, I, <laughs> with that 
freaking my eyeshadow was made of glitter. Like I could barely open my eyelids. But um, I was literally so nervous I was going to vomit, you guys. And I think that's why Drew was like making sure I was okay and not going to faint down and roll down somersaults down the staircase. But um, yeah. Next up or down, <laughs> walking down the stairs is actress and gorgeous an amazing woman, Tia Carrere, and <laughs> Maxim Schmerkowski with that long hair. If you guys, you guys need to rewatch this just for that, okay? And um, <laughs> he had a goatee, and let's not forget, which you soon will hear, he is the bad boy of ballroom, okay? Next up is Mogul P. Miller, aka Master P, with partner Ashley Del Grosso. There was a lot of pros that decided not to go out. Maybe they were in relationships. Maybe they just didn't feel like getting trashed, right? Which I totally get. But we didn't do a lot of group pro rehearsals. So I just remember asking Ashley, I think, as we were getting ready, I think for the premiere night in the makeup trailer, how, you know, it's been with Master P, you know, knowing that she was supposed to dance with his son. And he pulled out last minute, obviously. And I remember Ashley saying he won't even put dance shoes on because he wants to promote his new shoes and the company's called P. Miller. So he refuses to wear anything but his tennis shoes. And he lasted, you guys, more than halfway through the competition. It's insanity. And he always, I think for the most part, wore that baseball cap with a P rhinestoned. But, you know, we shall see. Anyway, poor Ashley. I must say, though, she looks happy. She looked good. She looked fresh. She looked gorgeous. Next up, award-winning journalist Giselle Fernandez and her partner, aka my very first dance, not my first dance teacher. I would say I'm like my third dance teacher, Jonathan Roberts. And then football legend and very first NFL celebrity contestant on the show, Jerry Rice and his partner, Anya Trebunskaya. Fun fact, Jerry Rice was a neighbor of my parents who live in Atherton, California, like by Palo Alto area. My mom basically offered them to rehearse in my new, because at that time it was new, because it was delayed as far as, it was supposed to be built before I was 18. But by the time it finished, I was out of the house because it had just finished actually when I started doing Dancing with the Stars. Isn't that crazy? So yeah, so when I was 18, I competed, obviously you guys know, all over the world. So I wasn't home. Yeah. So basically she offered production um, that they could shoot rehearsal in our newly fresh wooden floor. I'm pretty sure you're going to see them rehearse there. But if not, you're going to see them at least rehearse at my very first dance studio where I took my very first ballroom step in called Imperial Dance Club in Redwood City, California. And I just got word today guys, you're going to be very excited. We have Anya Trebunskaya, the one and only, coming on in a week or two. But by the time you hear it, it'll be like in a month. See, we're getting there. I know you guys love to hear from the OGs, so you're going to hear from another one. Okay? Okay. The last couple you see coming down the beautiful, boisterous staircase is Oscar winner Tatum O'Neill and her partner, Nicholas Kosovich, or Nick Kosovich. And boy, do I have stories, but uh, I unfortunately take, have to take these ones to the grave, okay? <laughs> so there you have it. you got your 10 couples for season two. Let's just get this party started. We have basically the same three judges, Carrie Ann, Len Goodman, and Bruno. And you've got Tom Bergeron and a new beautiful face, Samantha Harris, as your hosts. Couple number one.
Let's start. George Hamilton and his partner, Edita Slavinska, dancing a cha-cha-cha for week one of season two to the song, Oye Como Va. Okay. Right away, you see George Hamilton and his charming self basically always dressed to the nine and always joking about something. He expressed that he has done about 80 films and said that, unfortunately, he is most likely known for his tan, which is actually, I'd have to agree with. I mean, remember, I wasn't exposed to pop culture. And uh, yeah, at the time, I knew, definitely knew George from his tan. He said that he likes to have fun and jokes around. And most of the time, you know, the joke's on him. It cuts to... The animalistic OG queen herself, Edita Slavinska, with a quick solo shot of her dancing and just looking gorgeous as always, and said that she's known for her passion, exotic and animalistic self, <laughs> the cutest ever, and says that she gets her inspiration from nature and watches all of the living creatures, which now we know, guys, if you listen to this interview with her, which just happened recently, you know that this was a line that was definitely, or lines that were fed to... Um, her from the producers themselves. Also, I have to say there was a huge improvement in Edita's demeanor and her um, not being as shy, especially doing these sit down interviews as maybe she was the first season. So see, nothing like throwing you in a freaking pool of sharks and just having you experience it for what it is. And, you know, you grow. And if you're asked back, you have the privilege of learning how to communicate, you know, through words. And for us dancers, sometimes that isn't the easiest, or I can speak for myself. For me, it isn't. Anywho, then the writing, I have to say, sometimes I question (laughs) with these one-liners and these sound bites from the producers. I have to say, like, sometimes I'm like, did you get this from like Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? Like, is this a Jim Carrey line? I'm just wondering. Um. And for those of you who are wondering where Alec was, I am not so sure why he's not a part of season two. Um, Now that I think about it, actually, especially after winning a mirror ball trophy. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Sharna also after winning a mirror ball trophy with Bobby Bones. She wasn't asked back. So I'm just wondering if maybe the story is similar. I don't even know what story that is, but I should have asked Edita, but I totally forgot when I interviewed her why Alec was not a part of season two, which I'm assuming can only assume at least that he just didn't get asked, which is very disappointing, especially since he was the first professional dancer ever to have won the show. You know, mind you, you know, maybe politics were behind it all. I don't know. Then let's get back to George Hamilton and Etta. It cuts to George and barely, um, (laughs) it cuts to George and you see Etta in barely any rehearsal clothes as always and her famous leg warmers wearing a skimpy tiny rehearsal booty short type thing with a thick belt that she always used to wear around her hips and just a perfect goddess body that like anyone would die for including myself I mean I can't believe she's already had two kids and it's been like 17 years and she looks exactly the same good on you the best moment of this package of um, George and Edita's package was seeing Edita adjusting like her shoe, her dance shoe, and George just sitting back and observing her and saying out loud, forget about the rest of the body. You got to keep those ankles warm. <laughs> Referring to those amazing leg warmers of hers that she should have came out with a leg warmer line. I don't know why I'm just thinking about this. Whoa, Edita, if you're listening, it's never too late. Then George, you know, basically lists all of what is hurting in his body, which ranges from his knee, his hips, 
to arthritis everywhere to obviously falling off a boat. And then he corrected himself and said, what am I saying? Falling off a yacht. Then it ends with George saying, I just want to stay until the end. Is that called winning? Oh, okay. Then I want to win. Let's go. The dance is cha-cha. It cuts to Edita and George just looking so gorgeous. Reminds me of like scent of a woman actually with Edita in like a proper cha-cha Latin dress. She designed by like, for sure, it just came straight off the competition floor, meaning like it's just a proper Latin dress. Like we're not trying to wear jean shorts. We're just wearing a proper, beautiful Swarovski encrusted Latin dress. And for Edita, I'm sure didn't need a lot of fabric for. (laughs) I'm just jelly. Anyway, shout out to Randall Christensen and his team. And Randall, obviously, rest in peace. He is very, or I miss him terribly, actually. Um, You know, and looking more dapper than ever, George Hamilton was wearing a black and white sleek tuxedo um, suit with like shiny patent leather ballroom shoes. Then it cuts to their dance and they're taking their first steps. And he already is so into character with his one raised eyebrow but a little off with his steps, unfortunately. He finally caught on, though. And after they got through the intro into their lock steps, then he kind of, I would say, in a way softly, may I add, manhandles Edita, but in a good way, I think. They do a New Yorker section, which was actually spot on. Like, this guy has rhythm, even though it's not as exaggerated as what you have to do for ballroom. He has so much charisma. You can't teach that stuff, people. And then he has a solo moment where he basically looks like he freestyled, though I know he didn't, but he had some crazy footwork going on there. And then, of course, you know, (laughs) look, I think what I love about George is that he just doesn't look like he's trying too hard, especially since he's a lot older than most of the other celebrity contestants, right? So I think he's not, some, some of, people try too hard and you can see it even watching from my laptop like you can see that they're fighting too hard for no reason i just love how he knows he's staying in his lane you know he's not trying to do stuff that doesn't suit him he's still keeping his own identity and personality in his you know dance and i think that's very important um he's definitely like the mature they're the mature couple right and he is leading Edita. He's actually spinning her, which is not easy to do. He does, they do consecutive spins or Edita does, but he's full on leading those spins and they look amazing. And then after the dance, and I've seen this with every couple, you guys, throughout the episode or season, we had time to actually bow and take it all in. Like we would hit our last pose. And normally for those of you that watch the show, obviously you do or else you wouldn't be listening to this. We finish our dance and we have to go straight to Tom. And that's like something that they really request that we do especially when we do these dress rehearsals for the celebrities and new pros like this is rehearsed a million times like we, there is no time for dilly-dallying anymore but back then kind of like what i said during the finale of season one they had six minutes to announce the winner and even had time to interview the runner-up that is so important like you lead up to this moment and then it's like credits roll Anyway, I love that we were able to bow because we were able to really, you know, look around us and not just be so consumed with what we're doing. Sometimes it's great to come up for air once in a while. Anyway, um, look, I think George actually had amazing execution when it comes to his choreography. He had really great basic movement and rhythm and he actually nailed that part. I think what's harder... um, 
as I've said before, is that dancing and stillness, right? So if your base, meaning your legs aren't far apart, like past your shoulders, then it looks like you're just standing there and you look like you're stagnant. So when a man isn't busy, like a man, meaning a man who's doing ballroom, like the leader is, is too, isn't busy with uh, steps that weren't choreographed for him. Like if he, his job is just to be there and be the person leading with while the girl does all the footwork. Um, it's important that he creates a wider base, right? That his legs are further apart to make him look strong and grounded. And the problem is, is that George is a little more top heavy. So he felt just too light on his, he felt a little fragile to me and in a way that worked against him and did not work in his favor. But I have to say he did lead Edita, you know, those, he had a really great basic cha-cha movement and he's musical and you can't teach that. Like I said earlier, he, there's like a sense of richness to him and, you know, his tan works perfectly in the ballroom and that smile of his, along with that one eyebrow that goes all the way up to basically his hairline is perfect. It kind of reminds me of John O'Hurley when he would used to put on, like when he used to put faces on, which kind of irked me. But for some reason with George, it doesn't because I think it's it's genuine. Look, again, he did some great cha-cha locks. He needed just to look stronger and a little bit more grounded um, and use the hardwood floor to his benefit. But Either, you know, whatever it is, he is the oldest contestant on Dancing with the Stars. And look, he did a good job for his first dance. And they opened the show. Let's not forget. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews, were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. 
Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's Dime beautyco.com code get time for 20% off judges comments okay so tom asks len what do you look for in a cha-cha and did you see that in george hamilton and edita tonight and len said it's a fun dance you want to see a bit of interplay between the couple you want to see good and strong leg action beautiful hip action toned arms and just like great rhythms rhythmical dances rhythmical moves throughout the dance then tom asked len did they give that to you and len said you know all the celebrities are going to be nervous and the first one must be ultra nerve-wracking and you carried it out very well it was not action-packed but first one out it was a great performance carrie ann said I thought it was passionate and suave, and I thought you looked fantastic out there. You were very smooth. If you continue to work on your assets, I think you're going to do a great job. Bruno said, well, George, you can definitely give a good, glamour, suave debonair, and I've heard you can handle women very well. What the hell does that mean, huh? Do you? Does Bruno and George Hamilton have, uh, do they used to party back in their day? I wonder what he's referring to. But nevertheless, the dancing was a bit uneven, Bruno said. I don't know if it was your previous injuries, but you have to carry the dance. There were some good moments, but way too many moments of stillness. Hence why I said there has to be a bigger base, right, you guys? Because when a man's base is too narrow, it just looks like they are just standing there. So if he would have just opened the legs a little bit more and just rotated his spine like back and forth to the right and to the left, depending on where Edita was going, it would look so much stronger. I mean, you guys can try this at home if you'd like. Stand in front of a mirror, basically with a little bit of space between your feet, but narrow. Then take and then spread them like, <laughs> like far out, right? You will see like your whole everything just looks stronger this way. Anyway, then as the two head to the red room, Tom goes over the voting process and says, for you people at home, you guys have 10 votes per phone line and one vote per email account. Hashtag BTS moment right now. I'll never forget my mother literally gathering all of her Filipino f- nurse friends and family members and their family and their nurse friends and even emailed like all of my relatives in the Philippines, which are the tons of people, okay, and had them email their friends and their relatives. My mom was on a freaking roll as if she was running for governor and I'll never forget it. You know, they made like Drew Crew t-shirts, I'm pretty sure, but I'm not sure if where that name was made up. Like, I'm not sure if it was from fans or if it was from Drew's wife. Anyway, the Filipinas went wild, put it that way. And maraming salamat po to all of you. Okay, cut to Edita and George in the red room with Samantha Harris. As they enter into the room, you see everyone, including myself, (laughs) clapping, cheering. You know, we're all so happy for them. And it's just like a better vibe back there. Remember, if you guys listen to any of my rewatches for season one, it was 
a funeral. Like, I think, I don't know if the producers had to tell us, but I think our camaraderie back then was, <laughs> it was authentic. We loved each other. Seriously. It was like, we were all stand, we were all so proud of everybody. It was genuine. Anyway, Samantha asked George how you're feeling. George responded and says his heart is still beating <laughs> and both legs are still there. Thank God. Which um, it was hysterical, actually. Um, and then you see my little head in between Edita and George's heads. And uh, yeah, this is not cute. Anyways, Samantha asked George how you're holding up. And he said, look, I don't want to go home. He said something like, look at this woman. She's fantastic. And the last thing I want to do is let her down. I want to continue dancing. And then Samantha basically cuts to the judges who give their scores of seven five, six, all over the place, eh? That leaves George Hamilton and Edita Slavinska with a total of 18 out of 30. And Samantha said to George, you don't look very happy and petitions for votes and says he needs help. And you know what? I would have voted for Mr. Spraytan myself. I must say he's super charming. Honestly, unfortunately, though, you really couldn't hear what he said because the mic was in place under his mouth during that time, but all good. He said at the end of his uh, interview with Samantha Harris in the Red Room, he's, George Hamilton said, you can hear, you basically hear him say, senior citizens, pick up that phone. And uh, Master P even laughed. You even saw Master P laugh out loud because he showed teeth when he was laughing. So, you know, that was genuine. So, from um, what I can remember, that was very rare to have Master P laugh genuinely. So, look, I see what Edita is saying, though, about the makeup. In our interview we just did, you know, the thing with Edita and only, I would say not only Edita, but Edita specifically is that she looks better without any makeup on you guys. And that's just a rare thing, like honestly, and she's gorgeous. And, you know, when, when she has too much makeup on, I understand what she's saying. Like it's the eyeshadow was black. It was like over, it wasn't, it wasn't doing her beautiful face any good for sure. And then she had like a nude lip with a clear gloss over the top and like really dark blush. It just doesn't suit her. She could actually wake up. She woke up like this. Okay. Couple number two, actress, TV host, businesswoman, Lisa Renna and Louis Van Amstel. So the package starts out with a sit down interview with Lisa introducing herself and saying, you may recognize me from Days of Our Lives or Melrose Place. I totally recognized her. <laughs> Actually, one is very rare that I knew anyone like you guys know. I, um, I recognize her from Melrose Place because that wasn't my hour a week that I watched as far as shows go or TV shows go. But when my mom would come home late from work, guess what? I'd watch Melrose Place. That's right. Those famous lips of hers that everyone swears are fake. I'm telling you guys right now, they're not fake. I promise. Those lips are the real deal. They really are. And Louis Van Amstel, you get, you see his introduction and he lost the ponytail so soon. Why? I love the Fabio ponytail. Anyway, I have to say, though, that this haircut was a, probably a very smart decision, considering that uh, he looked like 10 years younger. And um, yeah, and less like Fabio, but he basically opens his intro up with, as he does, a million spins and stops spread eagle, meaning he's in a wide base, like something that I've been asking George Hamilton. I didn't, haven't been asking something that I mentioned about George Hamilton and what he needed to do. Um, but he opens up and says, my name is Louis Van Amstel and I'm a U.S. professional Latin American champion. And he says he's been 
a world champion three times. And in his Elvis Presley inspired big collar over his black blazer, looking sleek and hairless, may I add, he said he is definitely in it to win it because this season or last season, unfortunately, he was eliminated first with his partner, Trista Sutter. And the goal is just to make it further than that. Then it cuts to clips of actually me and Louie dancing and him making me look fabulous as he did and does cut to their very first meet at the famous Third Street Dance Studio in LA, California. And as soon as Lisa Renna walks through the door, they handshake, which is odd. You know, normally we hug, but especially from like these two people, but they're very touchy feely. They, they were like, literally they look the same. If you really look at season two, like pictures, if you go on Getty Images and go to Lisa Renna and type in the search engine, Louis Van Amstel and Lisa Renna and actually look at their pictures. They had the same haircut, the same facial features. They look like if Lisa were a dude, she'd be Louis and vice versa. Just saying. Oh my God. How come I never thought? Louis should be Lisa Renna for Halloween. <laughs> Duh. And Lisa Renna should be Louis. Oh, I don't know if that already happened or not. God, I'm so full of great ideas. What can I say? And then Louis is already being a taskmaster that he was, and he works the detail of how to like stand, how to present yourself, where your feet and legs should be placed. You hear him saying, close your ankles, close your legs, you know, cut to Louis's legs full on bare, like rolls his pants up all the way up as far as he can so he can show Lisa Renna what it, it should look like. Let me tell you, Louis's a great girl when he's dancing ballroom. He could even do it in heels. That's a fun party trick. Hashtag BTS. He's actually one of the best women by far. Like, I'm not kidding. That's why I love dancing with him because then I, I don't, I can get inspiration from when he just shows me like what he's envisioning in his head as he's dancing my steps. It's beautiful. Um, anyway, Lisa does a master interview. And during that, she is, it looks like she's outside of her gorgeous house in a garden full of luscious trees and flowers. And basically, you know, said Louie and I are the same person. And it's true. <laughs> like, actually, um, I hope these two are still friends. But anyway, right away, you can tell that Louie and Lisa, you know, have a way better connection than Louie and Trista ever had. Um, you know, like I said, there's just some people you have instant chemistry with on the show. And there's some people, you know, it's just going to be a long season ahead. What can I say? And I've had both, you know, you see Lisa and Louis embrace one another and then they stretch. Um, Louis is a stickler for stretching, something that I never did. Hence why I have arthritis all over my body. So, you know, see what happens when you're stubborn kids. You want to dance, stretch. Seriously, do yourself a favor. Then it comes to Louis saying Lisa has a secret weapon and it's her flexibility. And boy, is she flexible. <laughs> Even back then, guys, my flexibility sucked. Like, really. And that, I mean, I have to blame myself. That's the only person I can't blame for not stretching. It cuts to um, Louis saying Lisa has a secret weapon and it's her flexibility. And that is correct. She is very flexible. I um, wish I would have stretched more because even back then I still couldn't do the splits. But um, it also cuts to their more rehearsal footage of Louie basically taking uh, Lisa around and spinning her as she's on one leg. And um, yeah, it just looks great. Like they look like two peas in a pod. So then it cuts to the waltz, right? So you either 
for premiere night of season two, it was either you danced a cha-cha or a waltz. So you saw George do a cha-cha, and then they're going to change to, they're going to, you know, flip-flop back and forth. Right away, they showcase shadow position, meaning like the man is behind the woman. Her arms are interlocked in front of her with Louis holding both hands and they just get to business. And I appreciate that. And right away, you see Lisa has beautiful extension as far as her arms extending out. They match the synchronicity between the couple. You know, they're spot on. And even prior to that, you can tell their bond is pretty locked in because they were just literally talking to each other during the VO. I'm not sure I couldn't see or read their lips, um, but you can tell that they would just really had the utmost respect for one another, which is always great to see, especially after Louis came off a season like that. Then they do a throwaway oversway. Um, and they hit that first pose and you see her flexibility, right? Being used in her favor. However, I really would have liked for her ankles and her foot, especially to or her feet to be pointed when needed and not sickled, right? She hits beautiful lines. Her arms are a little dangly. I wish she would just like, when she extends the arms, it, they extend out beautifully, but then they, she forgets about them and then they start to slowly get limp um then they do that highlight as the music called for that big moment with that one-legged rotation in the middle of the floor you know louis really uses the floor to his benefit and you know something that the male pros do often which really irks me is their frame sometimes their frame is not wide enough like i don't know what is going on why their elbows are in a little bit but it just irks me i mean it's just a style thing but it's not because it actually looks better when you have a wider back and wingspan just saying Another thing that I saw that was awkward from Lisa Renna was the use or the non-usage of her fingers, meaning like she would literally extend her arm out and then like use the palm of her hand instead to like paint the sky instead of using the flexibility of her wrists, right? Like the bending of the wrists and then using the extension all the way to her fingertips to the top of like her nails, for example, and to finish the line right so that, you know, when she finishes it, the palm isn't what you see. It's so much harder to explain this <laughs> than it is to show you. But anyway, I think moving forward, because we know that she's going to last for quite a while, I think she definitely improves a lot. I'm pretty sure of it. But other than that, I'm just being nitpicky. Um, but it's a great way to start the competition. I thought it was a solid dance. It was definitely better than George, obviously, though it's hard to compare Cha-Cha and a waltz. But obviously, Lisa has more agility. She's able to move and just do more. Choreography itself was not easy by any means. And overall, great job. And, um, you know, basically, there was only those few moments of what I thought was awkward. But the very sensual moments were great. There was moments of stillness where they were nose to nose, like they were about to make out. Then Louis <laughs> grabs her and drops her as he does to the floor and just shocks the panties off of you. You know what I'm saying? Anywho, then it cuts to her handsome husband cheering for her, Harry Hamlin. These three could be triplets. I'm not kidding. Okay, so I thought solid performance. She looked gorgeous as always. I give Louis and Lisa a seven. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. Mm. 
Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews, were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's dimebeautyco.com, code GETDIME for 20% off. Let's get straight to judges' comments. Tom Bergeron asks Len what he looks for in a waltz. And Len responded and said, you look for elegance, you look for blend of steps that are in frame and hold, um, that are free, and that you look for great interpretation with the music. Um, And then he asked Len if he got that, and he said he got it most of the time. Um, He said that he didn't really have, he, he wishes that the frame was better or that they were dancing more in frame. Um, he said the standing spin with the leg back and extended out looked amazing and continued and said it was overall a fantastic performance. Carrie Ann said, I think you two are a beautiful looking couple and that's for sure. You know, dance is a sport. It's also enjoyable, but it also looks, but it's also important that it, it aesthetically looks great together. And she said, you know, Talisa that she thought she was very nervous tonight. And I, you know, I saw your legs. I want to see you come back next week. You have to learn to let it go because I think it really hindered you, her nerves. Then it goes to Bruno and Bruno said, you know, you've got legs for days. He said, when it was good, it was very good, especially in the turn arabesque. It was excellent, but you lost the posture many times. There were two stumbles, but potentially it was, it was good and you're going to do very, very well. He said, keep working. Then they go to the red room. They cut straight to the scores. 
I'm assuming they were overtime. Um, Carrion gave Lisa Renna a five. Len gave Lisa a seven and Bruno a seven. You know, as soon as Carrion held up that five paddle, she definitely, um, <laughs> she definitely, you know, got a little, uh, like uncomfortable. I think her and Louis were just laughing at that point. And look, I, I would agree. Like they did not deserve a five, you guys. But honestly, that was just, for me, that was a solid routine, especially for premiere night. But, you know, it is what it is. And that basically gave them a total of 19 out of 30. Couple number three, ESPN sportscaster host Kenny Main and Andrea Hale. So I don't know if you guys remember, they used to do like Dance Center and it was so funny. And this guy... Kenny Maine. I wish I would have gotten to know him more, but he was in and out so quick. Um, but he would do these funny bits with Jerry Rice, Kenny Maine, and Len Goodman. And they would do this like during result shows where they would go through like all the couples. I think maybe it was like the top six couples that were left. And they would just like basically do what they do on ESPN. Funny, good content, definitely on YouTube somewhere. You should watch it. Anyway, so it opens up with Kenny saying, you know, the first reaction I get from everybody when I tell them I'm about to do this show is outrageous laughter. Cut to Kenny in, you know, his workplace, ESPN, wherever he shoots there, you see him wear like a see-through dance shirt (laughs) with a very large collar that he pulls up towards his neck. And for a second there, it looks like Dracula. Then it cuts to Kenny saying, once he gets into it, he's definitely going to want to succeed. Cut to old clips of Kenny as an ESPN sportscaster with darker grayish hair, not as white as when he had joined the show back in season uh, two, that's for sure. Then it cuts to uh, the intro of Andrea Hale in a ball gown and is introduced to is introduced to everyone as a US 10 dance champion. Okay, so then it cuts to a heart-to-heart that you see with Kenny and Andrea, basically with Kenny expressing his concern to look like a dork and Andrea reassuring him that she will not make him look like one. And Andrea says with some of the other celebrities on the show, you know, they're singers on this season, actors, and maybe they have more experience when it comes to musicality and Kenny has zero experience. And then it cuts to awkward rehearsal footage of Kenny basically <laughs> attempts. It's not even funny though. It's like, it's weird because like the reason why it's not funny is because Andrea isn't playing along with him, I think. But anyway, he attempts to do a body roll for what I assume will be like a cha-cha, right? For his premiere dance. But then it cuts to Kenny doing an OTF saying, hopefully I don't look like an idiot. I can just pretend that I'm with my daughters and do what I do best, make them laugh. Then it cuts to Kenny overanalyzing every little step, which is always the kiss of death because, you know, movement and dance isn't supposed to be something you analyze in the brain. It's not the brain's work. It's the body's. So um, it's not a mathematical equation, right? But it cuts to Andrea weirdly also saying, Kenny has to take this seriously because every time he starts joking, it just gets awkward and ugly, she said. Look, I think I (laughs) don't know about that. That did not sit well in my stomach because I think it's the opposite. You got to let him be funny. You got to let him do and be him and put his personality into it. Like, it's going to be awkward. Yes, it's awkward. So bank on the awkwardness. Don't try and make him into a professional dancer. That is not the goal. I think that was kind of like, in a way, I must say, detrimental to, first of all, Kenny's 
experience on the show, let alone his like actual execution on premiere night was so hard. I don't know. We'll get there. But, you know, it cuts to Andrea saying how nervous she is, which is definitely the wrong way to get like people behind them. (laughs) You know, we're not curing cancer here. Um, We're just literally trying to get our celebrity to move a little bit, to put his personality into it and to go out there and try and, you know, at least build a relationship to where you guys can have fun together for or as much fun as you can. Anyway, there's a rehearsal clip that they show with Andrea saying, there's a fine line of being funny and looking like you're embarrassing yourself. Whoa, that was really rude, to be quite honest. And then it cuts to Kenny saying, you know, after thinking about it, I think I actually really want to try and excel instead of focusing on being the clown. And then you hear Kenny saying, I hate dancing right now. And he basically walks away. Andrea's following following him. And Kenny has a really touching and vulnerable moment and says that his biggest fear is to be mocked. And it ends with Kenny saying, never before has anyone ordered the words, Kenny is a good dancer. Cut to their dance. Okay, so right away, I'm cringing. You guys, it is so hard to watch this because the choreography is just not suited for his ability, point blank. First of all, their cha-cha song, the BPM, it's so fast. Like, it's too fast for professionals to dance to it, too. So, Kenny must feel like he's literally chasing after the music. Poor guy. Like, it's just never a good sign. Like, it is so fast. I don't know why she didn't ask to be asked for the music to be slowed down. But this is where, you know, you have to step in as a pro dancer. When the music is either too fast or too slow, or maybe they give you a piece of music that is not even a samba, for example. Like, you got to tell them. They don't know. It's our job, like, as professional dancers to fix it. So, we either have to, like, talk to our field producer, the one who's with us, on a daily basis shooting our rehearsals or go to the band or orchestra in Harold Wheeler's case and you know right away you see them dance as soon as this music hits and there's there's like no intro right so to get him all comfortable she just goes wham she goes straight into cha-cha Cuban breaks I swear to god like she does not even build it up like when you have someone with no dance experience it is vital that you don't just overflow the con like the routine with too much basic movement especially if they can't execute it right so you might as well find clever ways of like getting into it even if that means taking up 45 seconds of the music like for real the goal is not to make these celebrities professional dancers that is the one advice i have for any new pros coming on the goal is not to make him into a competitive or her into a competitive dancer the goal is actually the challenge is on us can we make them look like a ballroom dancer it's not can they be a professional ballroom dancer that's not the challenge the challenge is can you teach somebody a pedestrian basically in a few days a full routine dance live to music and still showcase that that person not you not the pro dancers people okay anyway he basically was choreographed open gold syllabus where he should definitely just be doing bronze if maybe open bronze but he needed to start at the very beginning with a calm, maybe funny, comical bit, but I would have slowed the music down by half. Like that was freaking, that is fast. Anyway, I don't know if Andrea taught him to be on straight legs because like I'm assuming she was, the goal was for her to turn him into like 
world champion overnight. But look, you can't straighten your leg without having a soft bend first, right? You got to straight to bend, bend to straight, whatever it is. And his legs looked so wooden. You know, he was chasing after Andrea. And what was even more uncomfortable, and I, I'm not, I'm not attacking Andrea by any means, and I'm not saying it, but it is what it is, right? Like, she had zero awareness of what her partner was doing, meaning like she was still dancing her potential and dancing full freaking out. And this is a big no, no, and no, never. Like, I don't think I've ever danced my very, my full potential as a dancer with any of my partners, not even the best ones. Because you don't do that. You don't, your goal is not to outshine your celebrity partner. Where does that take you? Home. Okay. Anyway. Um, look, you see Andrea trying to literally physically backlead him and it looks so physical. And then they do like a side-by-side section after he spins her out or she spins herself out to his right side and he's full on slips and I feel so bad. And I saw him slip a bunch of times during their rehearsal because of course they use it in their package as if he's struggling, which he was. And I'm not sure if anyone told him, but like, just like no one told Marissa Jarrett Winokur when we had her on to wear knee pads when you do knee walks. But this poor man, like we, what we use as dancers, if a shoe brush on its own isn't working, we take castor oil, correct? Castor oil, put a little bit on the bottom of your suede bottoms, like your shoes, and then use a shoe brush and you feel great, like you have grip. But nowadays they take it to this special shoe place and they just add rubber on the bottom of our shoes or maybe they just do that with mine. I don't know. I'm a shoe stickler. That's for sure. I know that there's uh, an actual Dancing with the Stars' wardrobe department named you named a buckle after me. They said the share, oh, the Burke buckle, which is a buckle that includes no holes so that you can just make it as tight as you can around that foot. Because my worst nightmare is to have a shoe come off during live TV, like what happened to Lindsay Arnold once. I would have died. Anyway, and so would have wardrobe. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, so look, I just feel bad for Kenny. I mean, my gosh, the speed is something that is just impossible to do. And on Andrea is just continuing to turn. She's continuing to dance her life out there and leave it all on the dance floor. And poor Kenny. Like, I feel bad for Kenny. Judges comments, you know, before they even get to the comments, Kenny literally does everything and says everything that he shouldn't have, which means he says he basically calls himself out as if he was judging himself. He goes, oh, can we do that again? Which is really funny. But then he should have stopped there. But then he continued on and said, no, that sucked. Really, that sucked. He gave he gave everything. Oh, he gave his, you know, he didn't have a poker face, put it that way. Like he basically judged himself to the judges staring at them and said, you know, you can't and then tom says you can't do that before the judge's comments right like don't judge yourself anyway carrion said i don't even know what to say you know what i appreciate is that your love and your commitment if this judge gives him meaning carrion gives kenny a score that is five or even a four or higher not cool people because remember she gave lisa renna a five just saying carrion goes on and says that was the most committed (laughs) dance of season two all right i'll take it look i couldn't even say anything positive so good on you 
Bruno said, that was demented. That was mean. It was like Pinocchio chasing Jiminy Cricket across the room. Yeah, well, Jiminy Cricket should have waited for freaking Pinocchio and not have continued on as if she didn't have to dance with her partner. I mean, he said it could not have been more wooden. And the, uh, the audience obviously booed really loud. Len said, Bruno, listen to me. Never knock a trier. This man has come out here. He has the courage to dance. My feeling is that he's a ballroom dancer next week. He will be back. And then Bruno goes off and says, give me the axe. And then mimes an axe as if he um, should be eliminated, basically, and then gets booed once again. Len interferes again and said, it is his turn and says, watch this man. He is going to be brilliant in the ballroom. And that just makes me love Len even more. That was the sweetest thing I've ever heard. And he really tries to build these people up. And he did the same thing as you will soon hear with Master P. Like literally, he didn't want to continue on the trajectory of negativity. But I must say, as Len got older, he got grumpier. I didn't see this side for many years. (laughs) Honestly, I think like in the beginning, but he means it. Like I just, that's why we all love him because what he says is not BS ever. Anyways, the audience cheered loud for Len Goodman and continued to boo Bruno. Literally, they was like ping-ponging back and forth with cheering to boos, cheering to boos. And then you finally see Andrea consoling Kenny, but like after the fact. And then, you know, reassures Kenny again. Len says, you know, don't you worry. You're going to come back. Don't you worry. After the judges comments, you know, they cut to commercial. They come back and they get straight to the judges scoring, which was 4-5-4. So it gives them an overall score of 13 out of 30. And it puts them in the bottom of the leaderboard with Lisa Renna in second place so far and George Hamilton in first. So, you know, once they receive their scores, you hear the audience once again. And then Samantha asks, you know, what made you want to do this competition? And in what looked like discouragement and defeat in a soft, sweet tone of someone who just got punched in the gut, literally, Kenny said, I don't know. And I don't think the Italian judge understood what I was supposed to portray out there. I was supposed to be a lost boy in the woods. (laughs) And then he goes on and on and on this tangent. And everyone is dying of laughter in the red room. Um, It is so funny. And then Stacey Keebler is behind him like stretching and she looks just striking. My goodness. Anyway, speaking of, let's move on to couple number four. Stacey Keebler and her partner, Tony Devalani, dancing a waltz in this beautiful two-tone monochromatic dress. I'll never forget that dress. It showed her flat washboard, six-pack abs, and just holy crap. Now I know why George Clooney wanted that. I'm just saying. Let's just not forget about that relationship that happened after dancing. Too bad it happened after. I would have loved to meet the good old Clooney. Um, okay, so let's move on to Stacy and Tony. So her package opens up. And she says, I'm Stacey Keebler and I'm a wrestler superstar. And she basically just names a few of her favorite wrestling moves. One is when she wraps her legs around um, another girl's neck and chokes her with her foot. And then it cuts to clips of her. And mind you, she's gorgeous. She's like a runway model. And uh, you see her like super aggressive with these women. And um, yeah, right away you're like, oh, she's flexible. Oh, she can kick at a 90 degree angle. Then she body slams somebody. And then like, then it cuts to her interview sitting there. So sweet, innocent, all American girl next door voice saying, 
You know, I don't think I'll be a threat on the dance floor, though I won't be body slamming any one of my competitors. And then it cuts clips of uh, cuts to clips of Stacy kicking more women on their ass, basically. And she goes, I think I'm going to use my legs. Then it cuts to her interview saying, I think I'm going to use my legs to my benefit. I never would have thought or, you know, I would have never bet on the fact that she was a wrestler. Seriously, I would have thought that. And I did think she was a Victoria's Secrets model. But after seeing those clips, don't get on her bad side. And she's definitely a fighter and a competitor, you know, and she was throughout that competition. She ended up, I think she was second or third place. So then it cuts to Tony Devalani gyrating as he does. And he's actually wearing, I would say, an appropriate outfit, unlike the others. He has like an unbuttoned tuxedo shirt, white with an unbuttoned tux, tuxedo bow or whatever the hell that's called. Anyway. He says that people refer to him as the macho guy on the dance floor. And uh, I don't know how intimidating that is, especially when you see him in spandex, um, but in a shaved chest. In addition to that, fun fact, though, Tony Devalani was actually really good friends with my partner, Jose DeCamps, the guy I talked about earlier. And um, those two boys, let me just say, got into really big trouble. And I'm not kidding. Uh, they are definitely the macho men of the dance floor or and business at that time, for sure. And they were actually like neck and neck and would always compete against each other. And that was when my partner, now my ex-partner, was uh, an American rhythm champion. So basically, going back to Tony, he ends his intro with... I was one of the bad boys of the ballroom. And let me confirm, that is a fact, since I just told you about him and Jose, eh? Anyways, it cuts to Tony saying, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking I'm meeting a wrestler. I had no idea what to expect. And then it cuts to his first meet. And, you know, Tony shows up at, I believe it was Stacy's house, walks into the living room. They hug, embrace, shake hands. It cuts <laughs> to rehearsal. And um, you see Tony basically you know, say, I think the competition is in trouble after they've did a few good run throughs. Then it cuts to footage of them dancing. And you can tell Tony is in freaking DWTS heaven because she can move easily. However, this was Tony's first season too, may I add. So little did he know. Anyway, um, she obviously moves effortlessly and easily. And, you know, she obviously had background uh, when it comes to dance and training. Definitely balletic training and jazz you know whatever though she's gorgeous she's tall and more importantly she can waltz in her interview she says that they have great chemistry they'll become very good friends and that he expects a lot from her and i think because tony just felt the pressure knowing that he had one of the best competitors and celebrities so he felt like he had to win and if anyone remembers, or for those of you that haven't seen it yet, stay tuned to find out what happens because they don't win, but they come close. And I just have to say one word, freestyle. And then it ends with Stacy's last soundbite. If that's what he has to do to be tough on me, then all that nitpicking should work. Cut to their dance, which is the slow waltz. Okay, so the very beginning, the music starts and it actually calls for some movement and they just stand there. Literally, like two statues and mannequins. They don't even, like, as if there's no reaction to the music that started. Like, that's my thing. I never choreograph without hearing music. Music is what makes me create the movement to the music. So weird. Anyways, 
right away, you know, you're like, okay, did my TV freeze or my laptop freeze? Finally, they move apart and they're dancing in synchronicity. And right away, you're like, holy hell, this girl is a badass. She definitely has had some sort of ballet training. Her arms are just gorgeous. Lisa Renna could have taken a note. And that's what I mean by using your arms to the maximum and filling out the space and filling out the music all the way through the fingertips. And now I realize that when ballet dancers join the show, anyone who's ever done ballet before or any type of dance background that's not ballroom, even ice skating, it actually does not help, you guys. I know everyone's like, oh, you've got a leg up. You've got someone from the Backstreet Boys. No, I don't, actually. It's so much harder to untrain the brain than to train it, right? So um, when it comes to like technique of like the Latin dancing, Latin American dancing, which is not what Stacey did for the premiere, but... You know, you're so high up, like as far as they're not used to settling their hips. They're not understanding what isolation is. Um, so I th- think we need to start changing our perspective on when dancers come on Dancing with the Stars. It's not easier. I'll tell you that much. It's so much easier for me to train someone who has zero experience with dancing because they don't have bad habits like a Jack Osborne, Rob Kardashian, Emmett Smith. Anywho. Okay, so... Stacy's freaking drop dead gorgeous. She's spot on with her lines that she extends. She uses her legs to her benefit for sure. And she just looks so good. And Tony looks great, to be honest. Beautiful pointed legs and feet to the promenade runs were perfect, excellent extensions and transitions. And they have yet, though, to showcase ballroom hold. Classical ballroom frame. Basically, you're not supposed to have space when you're in ballroom hold, right? So, like, to fit another person in between the two of you is a big no-no. I give Stacey and Tony an eight. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. 
Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews? Were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable. And it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's dimebeautyco.com, code GETDIME for 20% off. Okay, so Stacey and Tony get the judge's comments and she basically told Tom Bergeron that she was holding her breath the whole time, which I doubt because I saw her breathe and extend those beautiful long lines and throw away oversways. Um, but she did come across a little bit stiff on her upper body, which in a way, maybe she did hold her breath through some moments. But, um, you know, normally when people hold their breath, their shoulders go up to their ears. But for her, I think it just created less rotation in her upper body. Who knows? She still had a beautiful, uh, you know, long neck and long spine throughout. She never broke, you know, her amazing posture. But yes, maybe she could have had more flexibility. And maybe that was due to her not breathing and um, not being able to have that flexibility, especially in her rib cage, to create more dynamic, especially when executing American smooth styles. Um, Stacy. Basically, Bruno says, you're the warrior princess. You've become a beautiful swan and your arms are superb. Your leg line was fantastic. You obviously have done ballet because some of your posture looks like a ballerina sometimes. You just have grace naturally. Len said, I know it had grace and elegance and tremendous extension, but for me, it was like a circus. It was all sizzle, no waltz. Tony said, well, it's American smooth. And then Len said, I want to see some elements of ballroom dancing. I want to see you in hold. This was, okay, so hashtag BTS right now. This was an actual, though Tony and Len used to play golf all the time, like obviously not on camera, but they were, they were friendly. This is where Len and Tony butt heads a lot because Tony does come from more of the American smooth, American rhythm style. Like, for instance, Max is more the Latin American international standard. So it's like two separate styles here. It's not like different. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they do this now, but Blackpool, they don't offer American smooth or rhythm. Like it's very much on the international brand. Hence why I wanted to focus my career as a competitor in the international Latin world because it's international. I wanted to go all over the world. I wanted to be a world champion, not just a national champion. You get it? Pretty sure that has changed now. Who knows? They're even doing Pro-Am in Blackpool. Hey, hey, you guys could experience it too. Who knew? So this doesn't end as far as Len and Tony and their bickering goes. Tony digs himself a grave here in a second. Stay tuned. Carrie Ann said, I thought you looked like a prima ballerina out there. The audience cheered and she said, I think you have a good shot. Next, Samantha goes, Circus Olay, wait a minute. And then Tony gets so defensive, you guys. This is the part. And right away, you know, he goes at it. He goes at poor Mr. Goodman. And he said, obviously, 
So defensive. Len Goodman doesn't know the difference between American style smooth and international standard. So obviously he has to do some studying. Ouch. I was my jaw, even though it didn't look like it, but my heart, first of all, did drop to my stomach along with my jaw literally hitting the floor. I couldn't believe what had happened there. I'll never forget it. And I actually did forget it until I watched that moment again last night. And I was like, oh, ouchie. He definitely got a hand slap for that. There's a fine line of like someone like Ashley, right? Ashley Del Grosso, when she was dancing with Joey Mack for the first season, I mentioned that she did say something back to the judges, but wasn't as defensive and harsh. You don't tell someone to go and do their research or do some studying. He's a judge. You have to respect. <laughs> There's, you, still can, you still can give constructive criticism. And I say this for both sides, both the pros and the judges. You can still stick up for yourself without attacking somebody. There's a fine line. You can still prove your point without being mean or attacking somebody or coming across as defensive. Ouchie. This is Tony. This is why he's the bad boy of ballroom. Don't mess with him, folks. Okay. Anyway, uh, yes. Um, then it then Samantha. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure the producers were like, "Cut, cut to cut to Stacy in her," because you know each host has an earpiece, or Samantha did at least, and they basically tell her like, "Okay, wrap it up," or like, "Okay, move on to the next question," but ask so and so. I'm sure there was a lot of that. There was an earful, and um, basically Samantha asks Stacy, "What does it?" What did it feel like to perform live out there in comparison to wrestling? And she goes, I live for it. I love it. And she continues and says, I love the energy that the crowd gives us. And I can't just, I can't be happier with what just happened out there. And she was super gracious. Anyway, the judges gave them an eight, six, eight. Wow. And then um, Samantha says, if you want to see Stacy here again and her 42 inch legs, Yep, they measured them. Um, <laughs> I wonder if she got her legs insured. Look, I think what Tony did, good on him for sticking up for himself. But then again, there's a gray area. Tony Tones, it also makes for good television. So good on you. Overall score gives Tony and Stacy a 22 out of 30, which made them currently at that time at the top of the leaderboard. With Kenny Main in the bottom and basically um, with Tony and the whole ballroom industry feeling all kinds of feels. Oh, yeah, yeah. After that comment came out of the bad boy of ballroom. Boy, do we need some soap for this guy. Huh? Hey. Okay. Uh, up next is dun, dun, dun. Yours truly. Okay. So I thought about this, you guys. And I'm not going to score myself because that's just really weird. So feel free. To, if you want to score me, you can. You can do whatever you want. It's a free country, supposedly. But um, we're just going to skip through the scoring part, meaning just my score. And I'm just going to kind of give you like more behind the scenes stuff and content of what I was feeling during this freaking nerve wracking time, but so exciting time that changed my life forever next week. Because you guys, guess what? This first half, and let me tell you, this is 10 couples. So we might have to start splitting these episodes. And 
I don't even know what season it was, but remember when there were 16 couples? That's going to take me three shows, three episodes, which means that's going to be covered over the <laughs> over three weeks. So make sure you guys obviously come back next week for the rewatch so that you can hear all about the hashtag BTS and everything that I've felt as far as nerves, excitement, and me being just overly stimulated. And how, uh, what actually went down behind the mirror ball next week. Until next time, though, make sure you tune in for DJ, aka Shangela, coming to you live from wherever you are listening to this podcast. And while you're there, make sure you rate, review, and make sure you give us five stars. And if you can give us six, or if you can make up some email accounts and continue to press the five stars, that would be greatly appreciated, folks. Have a great day, night, wherever you are in the world. I will talk to you soon, and you will definitely hear from me sooner than you may want to hear from me. Make sure you guys follow us at Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans on our Instagram handle and make sure you comment. Let me know who you want me to interview. What do you all think? Let me know. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I'm late. I'm late. Three very important date. Time is running out to score adult theme park tickets at child prices from Undercover Tourist. This summer, make your Walt Disney World vacation more affordable than ever. Escape into a place where magic has the power to transport you into stunning worlds and your favorite stories for less. Buy from Undercover Tourist, an authorized seller, and link to official Walt Disney World apps so you can add on Genie Plus and Lightning Lane upgrades easy. Book your adult theme park tickets at child prices with Undercover Tourist now and save. UndercoverTourist.com. Come.